0: Would like to say tonight that uh, I uh, you ought to. I got a testimony. Praise the Lord, Amen. Testimony. My testimony is that I have somehow convinced my wife to keep living with me for 16 years. Amen love my wife praise God so thankful for her it's our anniversary today and just want to say I love you darling and uh and blessed to have the best amen she didn't even pay me to say that (laughs) praise God amen she'll probably want to smack me later for saying it she doesn't like attention drawn to herself um I don't either Praise God. Amen. If you've got your Bibles tonight, let's go to the word of the Lord. What do you say? 2 Kings. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 22. Praise the Lord. 2 Kings chapter 22. When you have it, just say amen. amen. Praise God. If you don't, it'll be on the board, the wall. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 22. going to start in verse number 1 and 2. And skip down to verse number 25. Um, amen. Let's read. Verse number 1. Josiah was 8 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jedidah, the daughter of Abeah, Abba, Adeah, my goodness, uh, of Bosketh. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, and walked in all the way of David his father, and turned not aside to the right hand, or to the left. Verse number twenty-five of Second uh, Kings chapter twenty-three. Sorry, Second Kings chapter twenty-three. The last uh, that verse number twenty-five says, "And like unto him was there no king before him, that turned to the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his might." According to all the law of Moses, neither after him arose there any like him. Amen. If you can get over my pronunciations of those words, you can pray with me that God would anoint, amen, this word tonight. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, we ask you to anoint this message, God. I pray you would anoint us, our ears to hear the word of God, anoint my voice to to speak and to preach, God, what you have desired in this service. God, we love you, Lord, and we magnify you. We pray your anointing upon this service. We pray your anointing upon the word of God. Anoint, amen, the word, anoint the hearer. God, I pray, let us do the word of God tonight. Amen. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Amen. Let's praise the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Amen. We hear and we read about Josiah. Amen. First out of the gate. Amen. The writer pens in verse number one. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign. Think about that for a minute. Amen. I know we've read the story. I hope we've read the story of Josiah. I hope we've read and understand about Josiah. The understanding, most of us probably have a decent understanding who uh, Josiah was. Amen. Who is eight years old here? Nine, eight or nine. Anybody eight or nine years old? How old are you? Eight years old. Well, hallelujah. In the words of Brother Tolstoy, well, hallelujah. You want to be king? <laughs> Praise God. Could you imagine an 8-year-old child being the king? Amen. got to think about this for a minute. Sometimes I think we just read through this because, like, i got to get caught up because Brother Higgs is going to ask <laughs> if we're caught up on a Bible reading. And we skip over that he was 8 years old, not the fact that he acted 8 years old. Amen. Josiah was an 8-year-old little child. Boy, when he began, amen, to reign, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I can't imagine, can't fathom, amen, the mindset of a little eight-year-old child now being set as king, amen, but we begin, we finish reading the verse, It reigned 31 uh, years, and his uh, mother's name, I'm not going to repeat again, <laughs> amen. Uh, but verse 2, eight-year-old little boy, somehow in some way, put Second Kings uh, 22 and uh, 2 up there, Brother Wisdom, eight-year-old little boy, somehow, I can't imagine getting Braden at eight years old to like sit still at the dinner table, let alone rule a country but somewhere something happened this young child the Bible says he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord amen how many times do we have to correct our children amen in our lifetime and it's a constant battle it's a constant training it's a constant eight years old the only way you become king is if daddy King dies right that's the only way it's gonna happen so it's not like he had a daddy Amen that was training him, okay now, son, this is how you handle this. This is how you operate this. This is how you manage this business. This is how the, the economics of the kingdom work. This is how this works. And he didn't have that. Amen. He was keen because dad was no longer alive. But he did right. Amen. In the sight of the Lord. Praise God. The most le- the least likely candidate to do right in the sight of the Lord in their lifetime was an eight-year-old child that became king. Amen. Talk about a childhood that's not normal. you Talk about a childhood that's not like any other. Amen. Not only was he raised in a king's home. Amen. Raised with royalty. But he was raised the king. Amen. He was raised... The, the big man on campus, he was the guy in charge. <laughs> eight years old. Wow. That's, a, that's some big shoes to fill. Amen. But I believe something happened in some in a part of his life. Amen. There was a, an event. There were some things we can uh, uh, attribute to why he was so successful. Amen. His life was successful to the point in verse uh, chapter 23, verse 25, it says there was no king before him that turned to the Lord with all his heart, and with all his soul and with all his might. Amen. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. Amen. The circumstances somewhere along the line, Josiah turned his heart to God. Somewhere Josiah got it in his mind and in his heart. Amen. To turn to God hallelujah it wasn't dad's relationship that got him there it wasn't grandma and grandpa's relationship it wasn't anybody else's relationship amen but the bible says that he turned his heart to the lord everything in his life his whole heart in his soul everything turned to the lord there wasn't anybody like him Amen. And I'm telling you, that's the key, amen, to finding a true relationship with God. Amen. You want God to be pleased with you. You want God, you want to do God's will. You want, amen, to to be successful, amen, and stop fighting temptation and stop fighting, amen, failure and stop fighting issues in your life. Turn your heart completely to the Lord. Your heart and your soul and everything that you are, turn it unto the Lord. Amen. I'm telling you, make the world think, what happened to them? What's going on? You're not even the same person anymore. You don't talk the same. You don't act the same. You don't, you just, the conversation has changed. Yeah, you know what happened? I've turned unto the Lord. Amen. Didn't have a daddy explain it to him. I'm sure, Brother Goff, I'm sure there are things daily That you say, you can't do that. Stop this. Here's how you do this. It's a a constant. Train up a child in the way that they should go. When they're old, they won't depart from it. It's a biblical principle. Amen. Didn't have dad to do that. Amen. And even if he did have dad to do that, you wouldn't want to have that dad training this child. Amen. Because if you back up and figure out, okay, how did he become king? What happened to Papa? What happened to dad what's what's going on here well let's read 2nd Kings uh, his dad died we understand 2nd Kings chapter 21 and uh, start in verse number 19 all right this is dad Ammon all right this is dad Ammon amen was verse number 19 Ammon was 20 and two years old when he started to reign and he reigned two years in Jerusalem So far, so good. And his mother's name was Meshulameth. Is that better, guys? The daughter of Heruz of Jotbah. Amen. I got like the peanut gallery over here. Praise God. Verse 20. Uh Uh-oh. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, as his father Manasseh did. Well, okay we understand if you go through the reading of the kings had a lot of bad kings up to josiah amen so josiah didn't come from a bunch of really good apostolic christian preachers he wasn't a preacher's kid he wasn't a good well they're probably the worst anyway but he wasn't a he didn't come from a good long line of good kings ammon did evil inside lord just like grandpa did amen all he had known all his stories all his amen upbringing is hey Daddy was evil. Daddy did this, and you're never going. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the lineage and the history. It doesn't matter what's in the past. It doesn't matter what's going on. Amen. But as soon as he decided, as soon as he made up his mind to turn his heart to the Lord, the story of his life changed. No longer do you think, Oh, yeah, Ammon, and you think just you. You think of Josiah when you think of him, you think the, the young man, the young king that turned his heart to the Lord. That's what you. You don't think about Ammon, the evil dad, or or or, or the grand. That, that did, if you think of Josiah, the king, amen, that did right and did well in the sight of the Lord because he made a choice. Praise God. But grandpa, daddy, and grandpa didn't. Amen. Verse 21 says, and he walked in all the way that his father walked in, I'm talking about uh, Ammon and Manasseh. Uh, And he served the idols that his father served, and he worshiped them. And he forsook the Lord God of his fathers and walked not in the way of the Lord. And the servants of Ammon conspired against him, and they slew the king in his own house. Amen. This is like, you know, like dramatized version here. We read through this stuff. This the servants of King Ammon conspired against him. They got together behind his back and in his own house, they said, We're going to kill him. And they killed this man, this king, in his own home. That's how daddy died. Amen. That's how an eight year old comes to power. That's how an eight year old, amen, rises to the throne. Amen. And so that's the situation amen verse 24 and the people of the land slew all them that had conspired and then they retaliated the people that had conspired against King Ammon and the people of the land made Josiah the king his son the king of Amen instead praise God so this is his upbringing this is his initial uh this is his glory you're the king oh dad just got killed and 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 grandpa he's he was a bad guy and, and and so now he's in a position He's got no dad. He's got no one to train, no one to teach. I'm just trying to set a story and understand his beginnings. Amen. Josiah did not have a good beginning. He didn't have, you know, many times we say, well, if I would have been raised in a home, you know, that where the, where the, you know, they went to church and, and, you know, I just didn't have, you know, a lot of support. I don't have a lot of support at home. I'm telling you, it doesn't take a lot of support at home. Amen. It takes you deciding you want to follow God or not. It takes you making a decision, a choice. Amen. I'm going to serve the Lord with all of my heart and all my soul amen and no matter uh, against the odds an eight-year-old child amen somewhere along the line amen he found his way praise god amen and so what happened from to from the time he was eight years old uh, a, a, until the time he died I, I i there's some years you know what i think he just was kind of lost, and he just was kind of following along the way uh, of dad and, and of grandpa, and he just kind of just making his way through life, amen. Uh, but somewhere along the line, Josiah got concerned and got a desire in his heart, amen, and uh, he became concerned, just simply become, became concerned with the house of God. Amen. It was torn down. It was it needed some repair work. It had some things it need, And he just said, you know what? Hey, let's fix this place up. Amen. He got concerned with God's house. So you can read it. We can continue on. Second Kings chapter 22. Amen. Verse number three. This was Amen. Uh, now in, in verse three, it says, and it came to pass in the 18th year of King Josiah. So now he's a little bit older. He's got some years under his belt. Amen. And, 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 uh, and so it, it, now, later in life, he's got his 18th year of his reign that the, the king sent uh, Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, the son of Meshulam, the scribe to the house of the Lord. Amen. Uh, so he says, Go up to Hilkiah the high priest. "...that he may sum the silver, count it up, see how much money is there, which is brought into the house of the Lord, which the keepers of the door have gathered of the people, and let them deliver it into the hand of the doers of the work." Amen. That "...have the oversight of the house of the Lord, and let them give it to the doers of the work, which is in the house of the Lord, to repair the breaches of the house unto carpenters, builders, masons, and to buy timber and hewn stone to repair the house." Howbeit there was no reckoning made with them of the money that was delivered into their hand because they dealt faithfully. Amen. I'm telling you, he just got a burden for God's house. Amen. Josiah saw the house of God. So, you know what, we need to do something about this. There's there's some work that needs to be done around here. He just got to, amen. I'm telling you, if we could get a, a burden and a concern for the house of God. Amen. just simply for the house of God. Amen. He was concerned because it needed some painting. It needed some repair work. Amen. He wasn't. He wasn't asked to do anything. He just got to looking around and say, "You know what? The house of God's just in some need of some repair." Amen. I'm telling you, you in your life, if we as individuals, as a, you get a burden for the house of God, Amen. God will take that. Desire and that burden, amen, he took that, amen, he didn't have any upbringing, he didn't have any good training, amen, and we'll read, they weren't doing, they were doing some pretty evil things in the house of God, he just got a burden for the house of God. He just got a desire to see it improve. He just had a desire to see things just a little bit better around this place. I'm kind of tired of being kind of drab and, and 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 not so nice. Why don't we just do I want to do something to make it better around here. Amen. Why don't we just do something to make it a little better around here? Amen. Why doesn't why can we not get amen this attitude and a desire that says, "You know what? I kind of like it to feel a little bit better around here. I kind of like to see some more folks in pews around here. I just kind of like to see a little more more happen." Amen. God's looking for for somebody amen not perfect past not anything but somebody just says I got a desire for the house of God it starts with a desire to do something for God amen we need a desire to do something for god we need a desire to to work for god we need a desire to put effort into the house of god amen i hope we're getting it today amen because today whenever we walk out of this house whenever you walk away from this message amen whenever we hear a word from god amen we hear a message preached such as this about getting a burden for the house of god amen Uh, do we hear the word of god and do we do the word of god Amen, and that's kind of what I'm talking about tonight because Josiah, and we will read and get there. Amen, I'm kind of jumping the gun a little bit, kind of stealing my own thunder. Amen, but Josiah, what made the difference in his life, he got a burden for the house of God. He became a doer of the word. That's it. That's all he did. He got a burden for God's house, and in the, in the midst I'm getting ahead of myself. In the midst of just a burden for the house of God, he finds a treasure. It'll change his life forever. Amen. Right. Hey, I'm telling you, we're sitting back going, oh, God, what's your will for my life? I want to do something great. I want to do something wonderful. Amen. God, when's that perfect young man going to come into my heart? I'm not calling, I'm not throwing stones anyway over here at all. <laughs> it's a natural thing. God, what's the next step in my life? And I'm not just picking on young people. I'm talking about, don't, don't say that you're ever going to get to the place where, oh, I found God's will and then I'm going to live till, till I'm 100 and never going to have to worry about it again, right, Brother God? I'm telling you, it's a constant state of what next, God? What's next? Amen. But you know what? If we're always sitting around waiting on what's next, Amen. The God's house is just going to fall into ruin. Amen. God's house is going to fall apart and we're sitting around going, oh, what's next? God's saying, get a burden for for my house and do something around the house of God and I'll show you what's next. Amen. But it starts with that burden. It starts with the desire to say, hey, I really want to see our prayer meetings more powerful. I really, I really want to see our prayer meetings grow and, and to be something more and, and, and to see Sunday school to grow and to, I want to see these kids uh, prosper and I wanted something uh, to happen in Africa and I want God just to do great things. Amen. I want to build up the house of God. Amen. Josiah's life, amen. He had no training, no teaching, had horrible, horrible upbringing in, in that regard. But he got a burden for God's house And then God he uncovered the word of God. Something happened whenever he uncovered the word of God. Amen. Amen. When he became concerned, amen, with caring for the things of God. He really found what he was looking for. Amen. He 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 got a he got a burden, because you know what? Hey, things are coming apart, falling apart. I have a desire to see even in the midst. Of it all, in the midst of it all, he found, Amen, what he was looking for, Amen. In Second Kings chapter twenty-two, Amen. If we read in verse number eight, eight through eleven, and Hilkiah the high priest said unto, Amen. He sends Hilkiah. He sends Shaphan. And all of a sudden, in the midst of all this, I'll preface this: in the midst of all of this. Uh, cleaning and, and, and building and working and, and doing things around the house of God uh, they find something called the law the, the Word of God the book of Moses amen where'd they find it I don't know but apparently it wasn't out where everyone could see it and apparently it wasn't a focal point Amen, of the church at the time amen it wasn't it wasn't a a a focus amen it wasn't even a a side note amen it wasn't even a oh yeah let's 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 go refer back to the word of god let's get no no it was covered up hidden and tucked away amen to the point of amen josiah didn't even know the thing existed they're like ooh what's this Amen. It's kind of like that feeling you get when you find like the last cookie in the cookie jar. Like, ha-ha, how did this happen? How did I get so lucky? Because the next person is going to go, oh, all the cookies are gone (laughs) because I'm going to eat it. (laughs) Amen. But he had no clue that the book was there. They had no idea that the book was there. Amen. And so verse 8, And Hilkiah the high priest said unto Shaphan the scribe, the scribe, The guy that's supposed to scribe, I thought about this. What was he scribing? Think about it. Think about it. It'd be like someone here being like a beach groomer. We don't have beaches in all of the Kansas, right? Well, they didn't know where the book was. How in the world were they going to copy? What are they going to, what is he doing? He just had a title. He just had a name. He He just was walking around going, I'm a scribe what does that mean I don't know I scribe stuff what I don't know when we scribe something I'm feeling really goofy tonight sorry but I'm telling you he he is a scribe scribes copy the Bible the law they didn't know where it was what is he scribing a scribeless scribe hey man he had a title hey man don't just look for a title don't just look for a position. Don't look for, amen, just a way to say, hey, I am somebody. Look at, look at, look at. You know what? When we, in, in Gardner, <laughs> we were at, uh, what is that place? It's a store you buy Christian stuff at. Mardell's, there you go. And we were at Mardell's and we saw, Lydia takes our offering, okay? She's, she's our usher at kind of. And, uh, and we saw this little badge that said Junior Usher. And so we've got her a junior usher badge. You know, when she got the badge, I didn't give her a raise or anything. Amen. She just had a badge, just had a name. She's junior usher. She's cute as could be. Amen. But that's, that's, that's what that badge means is she's really cute and she's the pastor's kid. That's what that means. Amen. A scribe with no word. Amen. A Christian, an apostolic with no word means nothing. We're nothing without the Word of God. We're nothing. Amen. We're empty. Amen. We may hold a position. We may do something in the church. Amen. But if we don't do the Word, if we don't rely on the Word, if we don't have the Word of God, we're nothing. We've got to fall back on his word. It's got to be in our heart. It's got to be in our forefront. Amen. The word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light to our pathway. Amen. We've got to have his word first and foremost. We can't get away from it. We can't set it on a shelf. We can't hide it. Amen. In a corner. We've got to have it in front of us. It's got to be our foundation. Amen. And so back to the scribeless scribe, scriber person. And Hilkiah the high priest said unto Shaphan the scribe, "I have found the book of the law. I've got a job now. I found the book of the law in the house of the Lord." And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. And Shaphan the scribe he came to the king, and he brought the king word again, and said, "Thy servants have gathered the money that was found in the house." So he going back through, he said, hey, we got the money that was found there. We delivered it to the hand of them uh, that was doing the work and, and that had oversight of the house of the Lord. And Shaphan, the scribe, showed the king, saying, Hilkiah, the priest. You know, we were, found something in there. Just, uh, just side note, we found it here. There's a book here. We just, I don't know if you want anything to do with this, but we got all the, the punch list done, all the paintings done. And by the way, here's a book that you can take a look at at your own leisure. We'll see you later. He goes through this list of things and said, oh, yeah, here, it wasn't important to them. It wasn't important. I'm telling you, we've got to get back to the importance of the Word of God. And understand how important His Word is in our lives. We've got to have His Word. When the Word is preached, we can't walk out of this church. You can't walk out, if you read in the morning time, hopefully in the time of devotion, and walk out of the house of God, walk out of your house to go to work, and go, boy, that was great reading. Now I've got to go to work and do this. What is, are we doing the Word of God? You gotta only you can answer that question. Brother Reagan, I think it'd help you <laughs> if you ask him. I'm sure. I'm sure if he says, Am I doing everything you ask, Pastor? I'm sure he'd probably give you an honest answer. So if you don't want to know, don't ask him. <laughs> if you don't really want to know if you're really doing the word of God, don't ask. Right? It's like that question. <laughs> Does this dress make me look fat? (laughs) There's no win-win on that one, Brother Dale. (laughs) Praise God. Oh, help me, Jesus. We've got to have the Word of God. Got to have the Word of God. So he brought all this stuff, and he says, hey, we got all this thing. And then he shows... The, the king, he says, you know what, hey, he delivered a book and he, he read it before the king, Josiah. And it came to pass when the king had heard the words of the book of the law that he rent his clothes. Something about God's word, it pricked the heart of this young man who had never heard the word of God. He didn't understand, he didn't know. And he, when he heard the word of God and heard the law and he heard, the, the, he heard what God was saying and the things, not only, and we'll read, not only was it do, you, that you need to do this, and do, it, it, there was, in it was the judgments of God. Was God's, hey, if you don't abide by my laws, I'm going to bring um, damnation. I'm going to bring this upon you. I'm going to do this. Amen. And Josiah, it opened his eyes and he began to look around and say, My kingdom, we're doing all of these things, we're doing everything wrong. And he rent his clothes. Amen. What happened? The word, amen, opened his eyes. The word of God. Something about, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm scared to death. Amen. I'd be scared if we could hear, amen, the word of God preached, or or or, or read the word of God, amen. And understand that the, the power of God. Amen. And, and walk away from the word of God. Amen. Just kind of just kind of forget that we heard it. Amen. I'm telling you, we've got to get back to a, a a deep understanding and a revelation. Amen. Amen. When we hear God's word come forth. Amen. And we're guilty. Amen. And, and, and we were out of line even just a little bit. God, I, I, I want to render myself and, and I want to get back to your word. I, I want to get back to a place. Lord, I want to be in line with this. Uh, this book. I, I don't want to get out of line with the book. I want to stay in line and in tune with you. Praise God. I'm telling you, he rented his clothes because of what the Bible said. With what the word of God said, not what Dad taught him, not his upbringing, not anything that he, not any uh, Jewish school that he had been to. He didn't go to. Uh, uh, um, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't trained as a as a scribe. I hear it was a pretty short school, but uh, he he didn't have anything. You guys totally missed that one, I think. Scribe school's real short. Never mind. I'm telling you, he didn't have the upbringing. But there was a word of God that was preached, that was read, and the word of God got into his heart. Amen, I'm trying to talk to us tonight, trying to get us into understanding. You think, oh, this is a good, funny sermon. No, no, I want us to get the point and the understanding, amen, to realize when the word of God says to do something, we've got to do it. And when it says, don't do something, we're not supposed to do it. Amen. Do you in your life, when you read the word of God, amen, I'm not your pastor, so I'm not preaching a standard tonight. I'm just saying, you ask yourself, amen, are you obeying the word of God? Are you a doer of the word of God? Or do you or do you say, well, this technically meets the word of God. This kind of pretty much meets it. I think I can get around this. No, no, no. Josiah didn't say, well, we can kind of keep some of the idols. We can kind of keep some of the, the idol worship. We can kind of, maybe we can leave one tree in the grove outside just as, a, you know, because, you know, I don't want to get too weird and weirded out. No, no, he burned it all to the ground. He says, you know what? God doesn't like it. I don't like it. Hallelujah. He says, God doesn't want it. I don't want it. Amen. Do we approach, amen, the word of God? Do we approach the preaching of God? amen, and that kind of desire and that kind of love, amen, whenever we were a sinner, backslidden or whatever it might be, when we were lost in sin and we heard the word of God preached, amen, you're a sinner. There's hope. There's salvation. None of us had a had a, had a a fear. You know what? We hit the altar. We got on our knees and said, God, you. we obeyed the word of God because it gave us hope, amen. It saved our soul from sin and from death, amen, but when all of a sudden the word of God, the same word of God that we said, oh God, I responded. I obey the word to salvation when the word says don't do it you go but wait a second I don't know if I want to do that or not I'm just talking to us tonight do we or do we not want to be doers of God's word amen Amen. Josiah the Bible says that there wasn't any like him the only difference was he found the word of God and from that moment forward he began to do the Word of God. I'm telling you, it'll change your world. It'll change your life when you begin to do, just simply do what God's Word says. Amen? I'm telling you, this is a, this is a, in, a reflective message inside. Look at you. Amen? I'm not pointing your finger, one finger at you. I'm pointing at me too. Amen? I'm telling you, we ought to look at ourselves and look at our hearts Amen. I'm telling you, I want the house of God. Amen. To grow and to prosper. I want God's house. Amen. But we got to get a burden for it. We got to get a desire for it. Amen. We got to get a desire to be in the house of God, to love the house of God and say, I want to do something to build up the house of God. Praise God. Amen. I I'm telling you, it went beyond just reading the law. It went beyond just hearing the law. It went beyond just, well, that was a, that's good. Man, that was, that was a powerful sermon, powerful message. Amen. That's great. That's like conference. Amen. <laughs> that's like general conference. Amen. When I was a kid. We had this uh, missionary. Uh, I think it was to China. And I, and I grew up in a United Pentecostal Church church in Southern Illinois. And forget, uh, I wish I could remember his name. I was a little kid. I was probably short, I don't know how little I was, but I was a short kid, young kid, and I remember him he wanted everybody funny thing. <laughs> he, he, he always wanted a picture of everybody. Was a Chinese missionary he wanted everybody, and uh, he, was going, he, was, he wanted a picture because he wanted to post it on his board at General Conference. <laughs> he wanted to post a picture at General Conference. Of all these people at the conference. And so <laughs> Amen. And so you know what? Many times we go and we walk away from conference. And oh that was a great message. Man, that was powerful. That was a man. I love to hear so and so preach. And I love to hear why? Got kind of quiet. Is it because it sounds better than what you hear here? Think about it. Think about that. Every time the bread of life is broken forth, that is what your soul feeds upon. I don't want to look just for a message that sounds good and it sounds great, Though I love going to conferences and mess- I love hearing these men of God preached. I don't, don't take me wrong. I mean, they, there's something about a conference. There's something about our mindset when we get there. It's like a feast day in the Bible, in my opinion. It's like a, a holy day, if you will. It's a time where they, you know you, you know, you understand that Pentecost was a celebration. These feasts were days of celebration. Those were kind of what conferences are. Amen. But just to say, man, that was a great message. Amen. But are we actually taking in what the Word of God says? Are we applying it to our lives? Do we walk away from that saying, I'm going to do something different in my life. I'm going to change my behavior now. I'm going to to go home and remove certain articles of clothing because, you know what, I wear that because I know it's kind of on the edge, but I can get away with it. i'm just i'm just saying i'm just talking here I, I, or do we say god i want to get so close to you i, I want to get I, I don't i want i want to do what you want me to do i want to be pleasing to you it's the word of god i'm talking about loving the word of god being a doer of the word of god we can walk away from conferences and say oh man i i'm changed or uh, you know i've been to a lot of youth conferences and many times we come back oh we're totally changed and I think it's a desire. Amen. But are we really doing the Word of God? Amen. Praise God. I'm kind of trying not to hit a sour note here, and I hope it's not. I just want us to think tonight. I just want us to think. I want you to think. Amen. I want us to think about it. Amen. Amen. I'm not too far from closing here. Praise the Lord. I don't. Ho- hopefully I won't get tomatoes thrown at me as I walk off the platform tonight. But he went beyond just reading the law. He went beyond just saying that was a good message. I like that. That was great. But he put it into practice. Second Kings 23, Amen. verse number 1. He read it in the ears of all the people. Verse 1 through 3 it says, And the king sent and he gathered unto him all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. The king went up into the house of the Lord and all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with him. And the priests and the prophets and all the people, both small and great. And he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant, which was found in the house of the Lord. And the king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord, to keep his commandments and his testimonies, and his statutes with all his heart, with all their heart and all their soul to perform the words of his covenant that were written in the book. And all the people stood to the covenant. Immediately after that law, amen, was read. He began to become, he began, he became a doer of that word. Immediately, amen, he began to clean out the house, amen, of the Lord. He began to clean out the temple. He began to, he went into his house. He went and said, okay, all this is not according to the God's word. we got to change this. we got to fix this. we got to get this right. Amen. Oh, well, you don't have to change it. I'm t- he said, I've read the Lord, word of the Lord, and God said he doesn't like it. And so he began to burn the vessels of idolatry, amen, that were in the temple. He began to burn all the groves that were around of the false gods, amen. He began to destroy all the high places that they would worship to their false gods with, amen. He acted upon God's word once he heard the laws of God, amen. Everything. Everything became uh, 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 there was nothing that he said, you know what well let's let 's hold any something back. He says, No, the word of God is what we 're going to follow we 're all turning to this. this is the new law of the land amen it 's not because of somebody that that, uh, that raised me this way, and it wasn 't because of, uh, uh, of some uh, uh, you know, neat book that I found, uh, read, uh, you know, some author. No, no, this is the word of God. That is what changed him. That's what made him turn his whole heart. It was God's word, amen. It wasn't a way, how can I manipulate it? It was a way, how can I apply it? How can I use this? How can I make my life better? How can I bring God's glory back into the house? How can I do something good for God? It was to become a doer, amen, of the word of God. Amen. He destroyed everything. Everything that was contrary to God's word 2nd Kings 23 verse 16 to 18 says and Josiah turned himself I mean he was looking he he's he, you know what he walked he went around. I'm fine. You know what? I'm gonna go hunt it out I'm gonna go root this out. We're gonna destroy all the idolatry in this land He didn't just sit back and sit he went out and say hey I've heard the word of God we're, we're gonna get rid of this and we're gonna get rid of this and we're gonna tear down and so he Bible says that he turned himself And he spied the sepulchers. What's the sepulchers? That's where dead people are, right? That's where they bury dead people, is in the sepulchers. He went to to the graveyard. He turned to the graveyard, amen, that were in the mountain and sent and took the bones out of the sepulchers and burnt them upon the altar and polluted it according to the word of the Lord, which the man of God proclaimed, who proclaimed these words. He said, you know what? Not only am I going to destroy everything, amen, he went to the graveyard. He says, you know what, I'm going to dig up, amen, those that even worshipped back then. I'm, I'm going to bury and I'm going to burn, um, I'm going to burn their bones. I'm going, to, I'm going to destroy even that, amen, that the man of God, even back then, that was proclaiming this law and this word, they weren't obeying him. They were disobeying the law of God. I'm going to go and burn their bones. I think Josiah, I think he was like serious about this. I think he took it pretty serious. It wasn't kind of a, a, a joke. It wasn't like, well, I'll do something churchy Sunday. Or I'll do something churchy because youth rally's coming up. I got a new dress or a new suit. I'll do something. I'll run some then, and I'll do some churchy stuff then. Amen. He said, no, I don't care what's going on. I'm, I, I, this is my goal. I've got to be a doer of the Word of God. I'm gonna, I don't want anything to resemble. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so that's what he did. He turned, amen, turned to the sepulchres. Amen. Sister Beck, if you would come here in like three minutes, just start playing louder than I'm preaching. It's not, seriously, but. Verse 17. Then he said, What title is that I see? He says, Okay, what's that? Uh, I see something. He was was rooting out evil. He said, I'm going to get rid of some stuff. I want the favor of God on my life. I want the favor of God upon our city, upon our nation. I want God's favor. Don't you want God's favor upon your life? And so he was trying, looking around, and he goes, hey, what's that one? The men of the city told him, it's the sepulcher of the man of God. which came from Judah, and he proclaimed these things that thou hast done against the altar of Bethel. Verse 18. Josiah said, don't touch it. Don't anyone mess with even the bones of the man of God. That declared this word. Somewhere along the line, you know what? Daddy didn't listen. Grandpa didn't listen, and great grandpa. I don't know how many generations back we could go and find out. So you know what? If this is if this is what he was preaching, don't touch him. Leave him alone with the bones of the prophet that came out of Samaria. Don't touch, don't touch the man of God that's preaching the truth. Amen. I'm telling you, there's something about the power of the Word of God. Amen. There's something about the power of the Word of God that's proclaimed from your man of God. Do you have the kind of respect? Do you have the kind of desire? Preacher, preach to me. Amen. I'm not talking about, like, you know, Brother Regan. You know, nobody here takes a hammer and says, oh, smack. You know what I mean? No one does that. But you know what? The Word of God's declared. Praise God. Are we doing it? Or are we touching the graves of the, the messages that have been preached? Just throwing it out there. Just thinking, thinking out loud tonight. We say, you know, I'm not gonna to touch those bones. I'm that was right. Praise God. We find Josiah start playing softer. I'm gonna keep rambling. But we find in Josiah's life, all he did, we find his beginning, we found that he had no real good reason to follow God. He had nothing, had nothing to go by. He was just kind of doing what he was kind of expected. I mean he... But it all started with, I just want, I just really want something, we need to, you know, I went down to the house of God and just, we need to do something about that. We need to fix it up. He just simply got a burden for the house of God. I know we've got work days coming up. I know we've got things of that nature coming up around here. Let's, let's think in, in our spirit. Man, we just remodeled a couple years ago, so we're not too far from being... Church still looks pretty good. Nothing fell down. <laughs> did, I all, did I tell you all I'm glad the remodel's done? Just thought I'd say that again. But if you close your eyes and think, think back, go, when you walk into the service... When you walked in the house of the Lord tonight, let's start over. When you think of what the house of God should be, when you think of what the house of God, your your ideal dream of the house of God should be. You know what the easiest way to think about this? It's kind of like, imagine what it's like at a conference. We don't have any... Trouble worshiping at conference. We don't have any worship or problem getting down in the aisles and shouting at conference. That would be kind of my ideals just to be in perpetual conference mode, right? When we can get a burden in our heart that comes in and say, you know what? we could fix this up a little bit over here. You know what? Hey, we need to put some effort into this over here. You get what I'm saying? I mean, just, we get a burden that, you know what? Worship just, man, my worship wasn't what it was like at conference. Praise God. It's the Word of God. Second Kings 23, last Verse 25, And like unto him was there no king before him that turned to the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his might, according to the law of Moses.